Please turn with me to Psalm 110. Amen. I'm very thankful for this psalm. It has lifted me up and encouraged me many times. It is possibly my favorite Messianic psalm slash prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It is one of the more difficult psalms to interpret, but with the Spirit and the right perspective, looking from it, looking at it from the context of Scripture alone, it is not that difficult to understand. I am thankful that the Lord has made it easy to understand so many truths yes. like this. Yes. yes. I'm also thankful for the intro that the pastor gave us. I'm thankful to the Lord and to the pastor for that. There could not have been a better way to go into this psalm. And what I'm going to say will not be something that is new. It will be something you've heard before. That's a good thing. Peter said he would not cease to put the scattered strangers in remembrance of the truth as long as he was alive. We need reminders. We fall in the ruts. We lose our first love. We get into bad habits. And often reminders all it takes to get us out of that. So without further ado, Psalm 110, verse 1. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Amen. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Yes. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. And the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning thou hast the dew of thy youth. The Lord hath sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Amen. The Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. Amen. He shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with the dead bodies. He shall wound the heads over many countries. He shall drink of the brook in the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. Verse 1. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. This is a great verse talking about the day that the Lord God gave a crown of glory unto the Lord Jesus Christ after he ascended into heaven. I love the way Peter quotes it in Acts 2, verses 32 to 36. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this which ye now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. This verse, Psalm 1101, is actually the most referenced verse in the Bible. It is quoted directly six times in the New Testament. In Matthew, in Mark, Acts, um, 1 Corinthians, and twice in Hebrews. If the Lord puts so much emphasis on this, shouldn't we as well? After Jesus gave himself for us and rose again, he was crowned Lord of all. The rest of this event is described in Revelation 5. I won't read it for sake of time. You all have heard it before. Three choirs ring out that day and do still, praising the Lamb that was slain. We should do the same. The second part of this verse, all enemies were put subjection under him. He has made a footstool out of his foes. This language is wonderful. He has completely dominated and destroyed all competition and enemies. Mm -hmm. Verse 2. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. This verse is referring to the spread of the gospel after the Lord's ascension. We should be very thankful for this verse because it is why we're here. The Lord sent the truth out of Zion into the rest of the world and to the Gentiles. 
This is a part of the great mystery of godliness, preached unto the Gentiles. I love this. Let us receive him. The second half of this verse is a declaration of the Lord's rule. He has destroyed all of his enemies and reigns. Yes. Verse 3. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power, in the beauties of holiness from the moon the morning thou hast to do of thy youth. The first phrase in this verse is a response to the previous verse. The people were willing. They believed and accepted the gospel. It is great. It was the most important thing that the apostles preached, as the pastor said. He gave a great example of a man who received the gospel and the truth when the Lord converted him. The second phrase in this verse is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As the start of a day with the sun bursting forth, so he rose again. Have you ever seen a sunrise right as the sun crosses the horizon? It can make the whole sky bright bright up and it can be red our son s-u-n arose with healing in his wings Amen. the last phrase in this verse is the perfect perpetual youth of our ruler although he was taken from this world at the prime of his life he is now glorified and he is always going to be in peak condition right. he has the dew of youth verse four the Lord hath sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. I hear someone say, well, this is great, powerful king. You know, I want someone who can you know, understand me, who relates to me. You want someone who understands you and is vulnerable? Our king is not just a perfect ruler, but also a perfect priest. Yes. Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ is often presented like this. As Paul put it in Hebrews 7, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come to, unto God by him seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Right. For such an high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, right. who needeth not daily, as those high priests offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins and then for the people. For this he did once, when he offered up himself. Our priest saved, it, saved us by giving himself as a sacrifice once and for all. Amen. Not only that, but he intercedes for us yes. to God. Right. He is a perfect reconciler, between God and man, because he went through everything that we did. He was tempted in all points, like as we are, yet without sin. He relates to you. He can succor us who are tempted, because he was tempted. That's right. Verses 5 to 6. The Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with the dead bodies. He shall wound the heads over many countries. Think of the greatest person you can imagine. Maybe it's the president, maybe it's a king, Nebuchadnezzar, the devil. Think again. I have a ruler that crushes these beings. The Lord Jesus is infinitely more powerful, more terrible, and more just than any king or ruler could be. He has and is striking through kings and wounding the heads over many countries. He rules with a rod of iron, dashing the nations in pieces. Verse 7. He shall drink of the brook in the way, therefore shall he lift up the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a picture of a totally victorious conqueror. Right. He does not need to be afraid of enemies while getting a drink. He has totally smashed any opposition. They are in those, dead, those piles of dead bodies over there. Our Lord is refreshed, ready, and reigning. Yeah. You would serve any king on this earth. Our king is in heaven. You serve a much weaker president in government today. Our king is all-powerful. You would be afraid of a king who could kill you with a word. Jesus Christ said to his disciples, 
And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather, fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. You would love a king that was good and just. Our king is ultimately kind and merciful and right in his judgments. You would serve a king that had easy burdens and a great reward. Our king has a light yoke and an infinite reward in heaven. Yes. Our king has been set on the right hand of God in the heavenly places. Amen. Far above all principality yes. and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Yes. Not only in this world, right. but also in that which is to come. Right. This king, without contradiction, is great. Amen. My question is, what is your life? What is the purpose that you live for? It should be to serve the Lord. Anything else you search for, anything else that you look for, anything else you live for is scum, worthless, and as the pastor said, less than vanity. Your whole duty is to fear God and keep his commandments, according to inspired Solomon. Love him, serve him, and live for him today. May the Lord be praised. Amen. Amen.